everybody. This is John with Ubaldi Report, the one website that provides fact, not fiction, on issues facing America, whether on the international stage or domestically. And we got a lot to talk about. With me is my fellow co-host. One is Big Bad Joe Bits, a, a retired combat Marine who served in Iraq. Then we got Ray Krause, who's also was a Marine, retired. And then myself, I served three combat tours to both Iraq and Afghanistan. And we're just three enlisted Marines talking about what's going on in America. And there's a lot to talk about. And today, it's going to be kind of interesting. There's big news, or at least a lot of pushback coming back on should Joe Biden be the Democratic nominee for president. And you have a lot of liberal publications like the New York Times, Washington Post, want him to declare not to run to give other Democrats a chance to get their campaigns running. So the question is, if it's not Joe Biden, then who? So before we get started, how's it going, Ray? How's it going, Joe? Ray John? Very good. How are you? No, I'm doing good. Just another day at the office. Just so before we get into this, I got a question for you. I think I know the answer because you're uh, working that day anyway. Uh, and we kind of know your work ethic, even though it is really you really have this hard-driven work ethic when it comes to work. Uh, but like, I got a, I got about like five pallets of sod coming to the house tomorrow. Oh, Friday, we, you should. Well, no, no, they're coming tonight, or they're coming Thursday. And then we're just going to do this Friday. Would you want to help lay some sod down on Friday? I would, but I work. Okay. <laughs> are, are, would, you take, would you take the master guns approach, though, like you always, like you did when we were moving furniture? <laughs> How was that? You're just like you're, you're supervising. <laughs> oh yeah. The most important part of BAM sis is supervising. <laughs> you were doing it. Just didn't have your coffee or anything. Uh, <laughs> you can't drink coffee. What are you talking uh, about? I even <laughs> had, there was a marine when I was in Afghanistan. She got she got into trouble, so she came to my base because I oversaw her and I told her I didn't um I didn't drink. She was like didn't drink. <laughs> and then I said, well, I don't even drink coffee. And she looked, what do you mean don't drink coffee? You guys live for it. I was like, how do you function? <laughs> she just looked at me like, I heard of people like you. I just never met one, especially in the Marines. We're like, Ray and I just need two shots just to start this show. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. And they do got their... Uh, gears winded up with <laughs> But also on another note, a couple weekends ago, I love history, mm -hmm. Joe knows. And they had a segment on, since you got Jim Beam here, is how this stuff got started. They went back into the, the right after the Civil War, how Jim Beam and all this, the cigarettes and how these, it was calling the vices. How did the vices get to where they're going? It was yeah. kind of interesting how they had to do things because a lot of that stuff was illegal at the time. Yes. So it was just kind of interesting. But. That's kind of a segue well, into... I, okay, I did kind of think of you. So I did a long weekend, and I went to Disney. And one of the things you have to go to when you're in Disney, especially like the Magic Kingdom, there's one place that you have to go to every single time, and that's the Hall of Presidents. Oh, okay. I, I call that an air-conditioned ride. And the only reason why I call that an air-conditioned ride is because like when you're go out in Disney in July, and you're like, I need to chill out, and I don't want to wait in the line under the hot-ass sun, I go in the Hall of Presidents. Either, either that or the Carousel of Progress. So we went in to the Hall of Presidents, and we got to see Joe Biden babble. It was great. But the thing is, they were announcing each and every president. And, oh, cool. Okay, so while they were doing that, I'm going, John knows every single one of these people like the like it's the back of his hand. So well, because when I was a kid, I had a book of all the U.S. presidents up at that time. I went from Washington to Nixon, 
I never used to read that. Every night before I went to bed, I would memorize every president, what they did and what they didn't do. I'm a little fuzzy on a couple periods, but I can probably name most of them. Most of them. I can go almost 99.9% of the president I can get. I I would have guessed Eisenhower, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, so kind of going into the current, when it comes to why is Joe Biden going to step down when it comes to this, or is he just going to like maintain the course and not vary? Well, I think the problem is a lot of the enablers that enabled him to get in, I think they did it for two re- two reasons. One, they defeated Donald Trump. Second reason is they figured Joe Biden gets in, did his job, got rid of Donald Trump. He would be forced to step aside. And his number two, which would be Kamala Harris, being the progressives that she is, she would become president. So they would have elected a progressive president without going through the normal election process. The problem with that scenario is they never anticipated Kamala Harris would be as bad as she is. Yeah. So right now they're stuck with them. Is Kamala Harris doing more damage for the, may say, the women's political movement than good? I would think she is for this reason, is how she got to be where she is. Not how she got to the vice presidency, but how she got her start in politics. She was the girlfriend of a prominent Democratic lawmaker, a guy named Willie Brown. He was married at that time, and that was his girlfriend. So all feminists want to be on their own merit, not saying I needed a man or not. I hate to use this term. She slept her way to get where she's where she went. Remember that stuff I was saying that Aaron could say on the other podcast. That was oh, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. No, yeah, yeah and, but I mean it's it's because every time you challenge Kamala Harris on anything, she reverts back. I'm a woman <clears throat> of color. Instead of saying, "Okay, we're not vindictively going at you. We're just asking you questions. You're supposed to be the czar on the border. You haven't been there since June of last year. You're supposed to be in charge of all this." And when we challenge you, you just revert back, oh, you're just picking on me. Or like, if you didn't want the job, this is what you get. Now, who are you maybe looking at uh, trying to maybe dethrone Biden? Well, one of the things they mentioned was President Obama's, uh, one of his political operatives or political names, a guy named David Axelrod. He suggested the Democrats need to get younger. They can't go with an 82-year-old man when he runs for president, nor should they choose someone old. They got to get someone younger. So he chose, he thought Gavin Newsom would be the governor of California because he's young. He's about 54 years old. He's, you know, pretty charismatic. He comes from the largest state in the union. They have the largest electoral votes, 54. He has a great war chest. He's connected to everybody, including up until the age of 10, he was connected through marriage to um, Nancy Pelosi. And then when I think his mother or somebody got divorced, that ended that line. But he has connections to the Pelosi's, the Gettys, all this wealthy. But there are negative things, and we all know what California is like. Right. So it could be up in the air. Now they're floating Pete Buttigieg. This could be a, a candidate, but I think they're not. I think the one thing they're failing is it's not that they have anything against Joe Biden. They think he's not doing what he needs to do. His Democratic policies are now full display and they're not working. So, but I he also that, kind of showed a little elitism during the COVID 
the pandemic with keeping his kids in school while everybody else's was on in person. Well, in not in person. Every kid in California was had to learn at home, where his kids were learning by in person learning at a private school. Now, my brother. Kids, well, my brother lives in California and he has three kids. Two have special needs. One is dyslexic, one is a Down syndrome. They need in person learning. So when I told him that, he was just enraged. They go, Oh, my kids have to learn at home. But he said, I'm a Zoom parent when that was a bold faced lie. But he, and I wrote an article about this and it got posted. Gavin Newsom, yeah, he could be one of the front runners, but he's an atom to whatever the Democrats stand for because remember they always want a person of color if not a woman to be their nominee well gavin newsom was born into wealth married into wealth came from all the right families or helped all the right families helped him out in his business ventures he lives this elitist attitude he went to french laundry when everybody was shut down his kids are in private school getting in-person learning with everybody else's kids at home and then just recently, a couple, about a month or so, a few weeks back, he goes on vacation to Montana because his wife's family has a ranch up in Montana. But he told everybody that all state workers cannot travel to Montana for business because of their anti-LGBTQ issues. But he goes himself, goes, well, this is my personal money, but you brought your state paid for security detail. So if you're against what Montana believes, why are you traveling there? Sounds a little hypocritical. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Are you talking about? No, because politicians aren't hypocrites. Oh, no. Well, they know everything. <laughs> but the thing is with Gavin Newsom was once people start, and the media hasn't brought up this because we all know the bias the media shows, <clears throat> is I think the media, once everybody starts to look at California, if that's the role model, and we mentioned this many times on our show about how Biden wants to do to America what's being done in California. They have the highest homelessness, the largest welfare, almost a third of all welfare recipients are from California. They have by far the largest homelessness. They pay, they have, they spend the most on the homelessness. That doesn't fix it. Their educational system's at the bottom, almost at the bottom of all industrialized, I mean, all the states. And one aspect, 70% of black and Hispanic students are deficient at grade level in math and uh, English. So then you look at everything. They got wildfires. They don't do what they're supposed to do. They got water shortage. During the pandemic, they wasted $20 billion on fraudulent claims through the unemployment system. When they were clearly way before the pandemic started, they were warned about it. Aren't they having an energy crisis over there as well? Exactly. And where are they getting their energy from? This is a good one. Most of their energy comes from the the western states, but they also import about 60% of their energy come from the Middle East. Okay. So they're all about against fossil fuel. <laughs> and they're in their own state. Uh, uh, we can't produce any fossil fuels in our state, but we'll take it from yours. And f- California is rich in natural resources, including energy. But they don't tap their own energy resources. No. Why would you do that? <laughs> and then they make it. But see, they, they champion the poor and the working class. But even like I said about blacks and Hispanics, they do far worse in California than they do in the red states of Florida, Georgia, and Texas. Do you think that if Gavin Newsom truly becomes that runner, do you think – exposing the state of California will hurt him 
because I don't know. I mean, he's got the swamp in his back pocket. They tried doing it before with Biden, trying to show him how. But look where he is now. Yeah, but see, there was a different period because that was during the height of the pandemic, and everything was focused on Trump. The what Biden wasn't governing at the time. So what would happen if Gavin Newsom is the nominee? Because he's up for governor this year, so in November he'll more than likely win re-election. So that means he'll be still governor in 2024. So if we go into a recession, which looks like we're going to, or if not already in, it's going to impact California very significantly. So now that he's governing, he's got to deal with all the. He's got a record to run off of. Biden was just running against the record of Donald Trump. And the media carries water, but the media can't control what Newsom has done. Well, because now that you bring Donald Trump up, like how do how would Donald Trump fare against the Gavin Newsom? I think uh, Donald Trump would do fairly well, because, and not because if okay, if you get away from this is the pro, the thing is the Democrats are going to face in twenty twenty four. When they ran against Trump, it was Trump's record; it was the Republican record in twenty twenty four. Biden and the Democrats are going to have a record. Now, the Democrats are upset with Joe Biden. They want him to step aside. They want someone different. And that's the polls have shown that about 74 to 80 percent of all Democrats want someone different. The problem is, even if it's a different candidate, the policies of the Democrats aren't working. We got higher gas prices, higher inflation, food prices, shortages. You name it, we've got it. So now they can't get around that. So when the Republican, let's say it's not Trump, let's say it's DeSantis or Christy Noem or whoever, they're running against the Democratic record. And nobody likes the Democratic record as of right now. See, I would have to, I don't know how I feel about, I. the reason why maybe, the same reason why I wouldn't vote for Biden would probably be the same reason I wouldn't vote for Trump is because of his age. I don't like... The idea of like a 75 plus to 80 year old person running the country when the majority of the country, its age range is a lot lower than than that. So I would maybe lean towards Gavin Newsom just for the simple fact, not because he is looking at it with a little bit different eyes than, say, Donald Trump is still in that kind of like that boomer kind of like Gen X kind of phase, where Gavin Newsom, I would think, might have a little bit more progressive ideas, but maybe benefit America and just do it a little bit different than a bunch of progressives telling an old man how they should do it. But see, the way I see it is with Gavin Newsom, his pro- I've seen his progressive ideas already on full display. I mean, look at the cities of San Francisco and Los Angeles. Crime is running rampant, and they're doubling down on doing more of these no cash bails, letting criminals out. You're, the streets are horrendous. I mean, I, he sent an ad to in Florida about we have all the freedom here in California that you don't have in Florida. Yeah, you have the freedom to rob any store you want, which forces these box stores to pull out of these urban areas, especially in low-income areas. You have the right to sleep where you want, defecate where you want. Hold on, John. I think you're, this is maybe a little bit of a positive on your end, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's just that I would rather see Trump not run. What you've said, I think, is the age is a factor. But also, look, he's too polarizing, and he would galvanize 
core Democrats just to vote for against him. But I would like to see a Ron DeSantis because mm-hmm. he has the same views as Trump, the values, just doesn't have the baggage. I remember when the media was kind of calling him out because he was taking time off from office to take care of some personal matters. Correct. And when he started digging in a little bit more, he was like, hey, my wife has cancer. She was going through chemo. She needed my support. How about how do you like that? But also the fact is when the pa- pandemic kicked off, I think Ron DeSantis went like a good, had him been like 12, almost like a year without getting a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> or out without at least going to the barbershop where he's like, okay, I'm done here. Barbershops are now open. Yeah, but remember in Cal- in Florida, they shut down the economy for the simple reason across the country because they weren't sure how this pandemic was going to last, what was going on, and how it would impact the hospitals to make sure we had all the equipment, the respirators. That was the original reason. But then once we found out it wasn't going to do what it stated it was going to do, and within two weeks, the economy started open. You had to wear masks when you went to restaurants, except when you ate. You have school-aged children. You only missed, what, the first two weeks of the t- beginning of the 2020-21 school season. Okay, the way it worked is that 2020, August. Yeah, once the pandemic was like in full, like full swing, they went on spring break and they never went back. And then when he went back to school, it was like the first two weeks. So they missed, I mean, maybe like two, three months total, but not anywhere compared to. Well, California was like my brothers. They were in. In per homeschool, I mean, homeschooling at their home for a year and a half. Yeah, and I mean, they're now a year and a half behind. And then it's worse for the ethnic minorities who everybody claims to want to help. They were already set behind before the pandemic. Now they're worse off now. So all these factors playing in. And with Ron DeSantis, he's young, he's articulate, he's a good governor because he's the state's booming with a surplus. Now, California can claim the same thing, but they've got a huge unfunded pension liability up over a trillion dollars. We don't have that here in Florida. So I just think now the Democrats are also floating like a Pete Buttigieg, and I think a detriment to him, he's failed as Secretary of Transportation. We have the airline's problems with all the flights being canceled. Well, there's also a employment issue when it comes to the flights, too, like a lot of the pilots have been not jumped ship, but it kind of like shifted to another form of they're still flying planes or just doing it for somebody else. Or they're, re- or they're retiring. So, and then the first, like when he first became Secretary of Transportation, he took two months off for family leave. <clears throat> now, I don't begrudge anybody from taking family leave, but when you're in a key billet during the middle of a pandemic, I don't expect you to take time off. You're, if you knew you were going to adopt two children, then maybe you should have declined to be the transportation secretary. And he didn't do that. So then you look at the baby formula shortage. He's responsible. We still have. That hasn't gone away. It, it just, hasn't, but it's like media is complicit to saying, yeah, oh, we're not going to talk about this as much. And that's what I wish the media would hold the Democrats and Joe Biden accountable or at least press them on stuff. Like right now, when they're parsing the words of what is a recession and what's not, Joe Biden, I mean, the media is covering, is using the same talking points. So I wish we'd have the same. I wish they would treat Joe Biden the same way they treated Donald Trump. Well, I mean, I think I mentioned it a 
few podcasts ago, but is that I think the media was more, it was helping, well, in, in a sense, they were inadvertently helping Trump more by exposing everything that was going on because as soon as something happened, Trump being the businessman, he was like, okay, well, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. With the media not bringing that, all the stuff that's going on to Biden's attention, whether it's his staff or whether it's the media in general or even like just challenging him on it, he is just go- idly going by like, oh, I'm the best president in the world. He's, he's, a, he's the best president in the world to himself. Well, the one thing that's being exposed now is because once he got kicked off Twitter, now you just look at his record. And people aren't liking the record of Joe Biden. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you, people got to remember, most of America hates politics. Yeah. We've always hated from the time our country was founded. We despise politicians. We look at, I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, belong to the Whig Party, or Federalist, whoever you are. Anytime someone says they're going to run for politics or run in politics, we look at them like you're a used car salesman. Yep. Okay. So, but now that he's off Twitter, now you're starting to look at his record and you're seeing, okay, gas prices are coming down. Not because anything Joe Biden did is remember he said, I don't control gas prices. Well, you're taking credit for dropping gas prices. Okay. So gas prices are coming down. But the reason they're coming down because the economy's slowing. So you got low low demand, supply hasn't changed, but the demand for that supply has dropped. And then China's economy has cratered. So let's say China's economy heats up and our economy heats up. That means demand would go up. Now we'll have to find out come winter if there's a shortage of natural gas, which there is, how does that impact home heating during the winter months? So basically, they pushed it off. Pretty much, they just pushed it back. And, yeah, they just were. They we'll benefited from the demand, and now we'll find out in the next day or so if the GDP contracted in the second quarter, which will be <laughs> two quarters in a row. So I mean, you got these issues. I'm gonna take this one. A ninety-two one zero said Republicans are here, or Republicans here. Judge Orange Man by what he did and not what he tweeted. We'll see how great he was. Yep. Yeah, and that's a good point, is if everybody just looked at what he did as president, not just on the domestic side, but internationally. Now, we talked about this on a previous podcast about Joe Biden being embarrassed or humiliated overseas. The And this is not coming just for me. Victor Davis Hanson, a military historian at the Hoover Institute, said that when they saw what happened, the debacle out of Afghanistan was the greatest military service, I mean, excuse me, military debacle or humiliation since Pearl Harbor. I mean, we left $80 billion of equipment. We left Americans and our allies behind. We didn't even coordinate with our allies. And I'm talking our European allies. So they saw that and they go, well, if you can abandon that, what, where do you get, where do, what chance do we have? And then you saw what happened in Saudi Arabia, how he was just embarrassed. It was, and he, he, he's like in Ukraine, he arms the Ukrainians. And I supported what he was doing there initially. But I mean, before that, I go, why didn't you do this way in advance? Maybe you could have stopped the war. But he's just given them enough, but not enough to do the job or, or to finish it. Before I get into this, check out that Taliban hot mixtape video that they dropped. 
with all of our stuff. They also said Dems have press, president, house, and senate. Dems getting what they want, all lip service. They also have, you're, you're right, they have the presidency, the executive, they have the House, they have the Senate, and they also have some other areas that people need to focus on. They have the media in, in their back pocket. They have the, the academic world. They have a lot of the corporations are playing this woke policy of supporting, like we saw what happened with Disney. We saw what happened with the uh, voting rights bill in um, Georgia. I read the voting rights bill. You have more opportunity to vote in Georgia than you do in New York and the president's home state of Delaware. Well, what about the wokeism that's going on in the military right now? And that's the other thing is they're so caught up in white supremacy. And then just over the weekend, the army released a video or it was a cartoon of a young girl who young woman is joining the army, but she starts off I was raised by two mothers my whole life. I marched for f- freedom and equality for uh, LGBTQ events. But I wanted to take my own path, so I joined the Army. Well, our adversaries are seeing this. And then you got Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin talking about white supremacy, but they've shown no examples of blatant white supremacy in the military. I'm still trying to figure out the military is a lot is a different beast all on its own. And when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter if you have two moms, two dads, one mom, five parents, an alien, you're raised by a grizzly bear. We don't care. The only time it it never matters other than when we're getting off the bus from whatever deployment we were on and we get to meet them. So I don't understand why they're trying to push all this woke culture on us. Like we have to be acceptance of this. Being in the military, Marines, Army, so forth and so on, it's... We're all one kind of one color, one no one gender. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But yet they still think that they're. It seems like they're what's it called? Virtue signaling to everybody. Like, oh yes, we understand what you're going through. Come join this service. So I'm going to go with again, just briefly. CNN years later is all Trump. All the time, 24-7. Why not talk about how great Biden is doing? And that's a good point because Ted Koppel mentioned that before the pandemic to, the, I think, the CNN president. goes, you guys have been all in against Trump. Trump, but what are you going to do when Trump's not president? And this goes back to what you're saying is they haven't talked about how bad or how great Joe Biden is. It's just been negative against the Republicans and Trump. But why haven't they exposed the problems that Joe Biden is in? Beach Baby says, will people really get to see Trump's true record? There was either no press or articles buried or articles were buried. Well, in a way, they are seeing Biden. I mean, excuse me, Trump's true record because they know that prior to Joe Biden coming into office, inflation was low. Unemployment was low. Minority unemployment was at its lowest level ever. Then you had low gas prices. So people are now seeing everything's the opposite. Everything is going the other direction instead of in favor of the working class. So Ray and I were we were talking about a, a talk in a couple of days and he brought up a good point and I think you're the kind of you're the person that would have the answer to this is that so two negative GDP quarters Correct. recession. We the inflation is we're going to get a reflation report. Interest rates are going to go up. There's a lot of reports coming out at the end of this month because it's the end of the quarter. Now, 
Ray said, well, okay, what happens if they just kind of tweak the numbers a little bit and now we're positive in this GDP? How can we, how can they report that accurately without government interference? And that's a good question. They could tweak the numbers because it comes out from the Department of Commerce, but there are also other agencies like the Federal Reserve of Atlanta said there was going to be a contraction of 1.6%. But the one thing that did President George H.W. Bush in 92, we were coming out of the recession, but the perception is we were still mired in it. So perception is everything. I mean, they can the government can say everything they want. And right now, the trust in our institu governmental institutions, including the military, is at its lowest level. So right now, I mean, everybody I talk to, and like I said, I'm not saying this in a vacuum because I'm facing it myself. Yeah. You, t everybody I talk to, they're facing inflation, higher food prices, higher gas prices, and everything costs more. Everybody pays more in rent, more on mortgages. They can't get a house. They, so they're facing this. That's what they're seeing. So if government or President Biden says we don't see a recession coming, it goes on deaf ears because no one believes them anymore because they said inflation was transitory. And it wasn't. So I want to kind of put your integrity to the test. And just real quick before we take off. But, okay, so this show is looking for a sponsor. So if you'd like to sponsor, just go ahead and email john at ubaldireports.com. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. But say the Republican Party says, John, we like what you're saying. We want you, we'll pay you to promote the Republican Party for this upcoming election until 2024. What would you tell them? No. Even though you, no. you're sleeping on a couch, John. Nope. You're paycheck to paycheck. Yep. You, your car needs some service. Yep. You going to take that money? Nope. All right. Why not? The reason is, even though I lean center right, I'm a cons I have conservative values, I think it would go against, which I try to follow as best I can, the Society for Professional Journalist Ethics Code. And the fourth paragraph, it says, is be impartial. Don't be seen as favoring one side over the other. Even though I believe in certain beliefs, if I take the money, then I'm seen as I'm, in, I'm partial to the one party against the other. If I'm covering both sides, I have got to be impartial as best I can. All right. Last question before we go. All right. Last one for TK. TK is notice notice the trend of Dems now saying they don't like Biden and are now libertarians. <laughs> buyer's remorse? Question mark. It's buyer's remorse. I don't agree. Not say I agree with that part. The other thing is this is not the way they wanted it. They wanted Joe Biden to get the presidency, defeat Trump, and then they would force him out. The reason they can't force him out is because, as Ron DeSantis said, the greatest thing they have, or at least Republicans have, is the 25th Amendment. This is where you can declare the cabinet. I think you have to get 75% declare he's unfit for the office. You're going to have him removed. Well, if they remove Joe Biden, you're stuck with Kamala Harris, who's worse than Joe Biden. But this is Democratic policies that doesn't work. And now they're going to face the wrath of voters and are trying to get ahead of it. But they know... Their policies, they pushed. Every Democrat in the House and the Senate supported this. And now I found out today Joe Manchin is now agreeing with a smaller version of Build Back Better with Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, which is going to raise taxes, make energy prices go higher, 
and it's going to be a debt, and it's just going to increase inflation. Yep. So, John, the honest man in journalism right now, John Ubaldi, how can he get a hold of you? You can go and get a hold of us by going to John at, no, I'm sorry, you go to Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. That's Ubaldi Reports at gmail.com. You can catch us on all the streaming services, all the LinkedIn, excuse me, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, True Parlor, Truth Social, Getter, all the stream, YouTube. So you can check us out. I I really appreciate everybody chiming in. So we try to answer as many questions as possible. Our goal is if we can get enough sponsors, we can do this full time and do that every day, Monday through Friday and post that day. So we can keep everybody informed of what's going on. So uh, if everybody also, so with Ray, Ray is a, we call him an expert in the second amendment, especially it's one of his passions. It's also something he likes to do is also gunsmithing. Ray, how can they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me at Raymond.aags at gmail.com. And we could talk anything second amendment related, gun control related quickly. Uh, very quickly. They did delay the assault weapons ban bill. In the House, it'll be uh, over that Labor Day weekend vote. Yeah, it'll be in September. But yeah. Ray is very knowledgeable, not just on the law, but if you have questions about how a firearm works, he's a, guns, he's a he's gunsmith, he knows this stuff. So, and unbeknownst to Master Guns, Ray and I, we do have a podcast. It's called All American Gunslingers. You can catch that on all social media platforms, and we do to go live about an hour before this podcast goes live. You can reach us. We talk more about guns. We talk about cigars. We talk about liquor. We talk about other things that might have a little bit more edgier. Basically, more... all the heathen type stuff that... Yes. Masculinity. <laughs> yes. That's a we, sin in the world. We ask God to just leave for just a <laughs> few minutes. <laughs> so He blinks. Yeah. <laughs> so check us out over there. We are there. We are on all social media platforms. We are on... Truth, we are on Getter, we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and you can get a hold of us through allamericangunslingers.com, and you know, we will hear from you soon. And thanks for commenting, and we'll be back next Wednesday at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, so keep following Ubaldi Reports. 